Okay. It's been a couple of days since the attack on Israel began, the attack by Hamas uh, against Israel. And I've been waiting to kind of see how things shake out so that I can get a better picture, more information, so that I can deliver to you all uh, some uh, of my deep thoughts with regards to this. And so at first, the, the first thing I want to get into is why is this happening? And really it all kind of came together this morning when I was out on my run. I was out on my run and one question kept nagging at me uh, as I was running. It was like, why why is this happening now? Why, for, for a really long time now, for a, a really long time now, basically since uh, Trump uh, destroyed, um, since Trump destroyed ISIS, we haven't heard from uh, the militant Wahhabist Muslims in a while. And just so that we're clear, by the way, I firmly believe in my heart of hearts that the entire global war on terror was manufactured. Not to say that the Wahhabist Muslim radicals didn't want to kill Westerners and Americans specifically, but rather to say that they were encouraged to try to do so and were assisted in doing so by several people on our side uh, in order to foment a global war on terror that would last for decades so that they could make money and maintain political power. I am absolutely 100% convinced of that. I was not when I was in the military. When I was in the military, I thought that we were doing God's work. I thought that this was, you know, but then after I got out, one day, uh, again, it might have been on a run, actually, a thought popped into my head. It was like, uh, how could a bunch of cavemen living in Afghanistan pull off something like 9-11? And the obvious answer was, they couldn't. Absolutely couldn't. Not without help. So again, I... I'm running this morning, and the question pops into my head. Why has it been so long since we've heard from these radical Muslims? And then, just all of a sudden now, they, they pull off this massive attack. And it hit me. Uh, I was just about finished with my run, and, and it hit me. First, it's, it's basically for the same reason, or for a similar reason, I should say. You see, 
the poll numbers for Joe Biden are way below water, way below water. Um, and for a while, he was doing fairly well against Trump in the polls. But as time has gone on, and the reality of his infirmity, the reality of the fact that he is not the one that is calling the shots, the reality of the fact that he is just a puppet, uh, that he's a front man and a really poor one at that, and the reality of the economy and crime and and all of these other horrific things that are occurring and the invasion, the not the least of which is the invasion, all of these horrific things that are occurring in the United States are, are really starting to set in with people. People are really starting to get what's going on. And so even the worm-tongue media cannot float him anymore. And his spokespeople, they can't even float him anymore to the point where they are now when they're asked the tough questions, they just get up and walk out. They don't even answer the tough questions anymore. Um, that reality is setting in, and Biden is now behind Trump in most of the polls. And these are polls, by the way, that usually and still do heavily oversample Democrats in order to produce a particular uh, illusion, and that illusion being that the Democrat is going to win. That's not happening. They can't do it anymore. They cannot uh, manipulate, fortify their polls any more uh, than they have already done and still make them look semi-legitimate. So he's doing horrible in the polls now, and, and they are doing absolutely everything that they can to destroy Trump. They have been throwing all of these ridiculous, baseless indictments after him. As a matter of fact, most of them are illegal indictments. That's a discussion for another time. But yes, folks, most of the indictments are illegal. And the only reason that they are going forward is because they are in heavily Democrat strongholds. And so the judges that are there hate Trump and it, and the, the people who live there who are the grand juries, they hate Trump. And so it doesn't matter that evidence, uh, the law, none of these things matter. And, and none of these things are actually designed to put Trump in prison, by the way. All of, all of you stands out there, all of you shills out there who are like, oh gosh, they're going to throw Trump in prison and he's going to go to prison for life because he's a racist. Not going to happen. That's not even the aim of these things because every one of the people who's bringing these things knows for a fact that the very second they go to appeal, all of it's going to be overturned. Everything's going to be overturned. 
And some of them are actually putting their careers on the line because there's a distinct possibility that some of these DAs are going to get disbarred and, and maybe even a judge or two. So they're going all out to take Trump out, and none of it's working. As a matter of fact, every time he's indicted, he goes up in the polls. This is the only person I have ever seen who has been able to win presidential debates that he doesn't even show up for. And that's not an exaggeration either, folks. He is 50 points ahead of his closest competition competition in the Republican. So there's no question that Trump is going to be the nominee. Absolutely no question whatsoever that Trump is going to be the nominee. And at this point, because of the way the polls are usually heavily weighted for Democrats, and even those heavily weighted polls are showing Trump to be ahead by two, three points. And I heard in one case, 10 points. Now the two and three points is well within the margin of error, but being within the margin of error in that direction in a heavily weighted biased poll indicates that the Democrats are in trouble. Now, one of the things for sure is that the Democrats have been making noise about perhaps asking Biden to stand down. However, I have not seen any real evidence that this is going to occur. All right. I know that they're trying to groom up Newsom from California. They're also, they're looking around, but because Newsom really is not uh, liked uh, in the United States, in the rest of the United States, he is he is not looked upon very well. His poll numbers are not that great, but he's all they've got. They're certainly not going to try to run Hillary again. Um, she's pretty much done as well. Uh, hell, the only reason they got Biden in the first place is because they didn't have anybody else, and they still don't have anybody else. The Democrats have no bench, zero bench, no bench. That's the only reason they had to put somebody up and Biden was it. And they knew that they would be able to pull off a fortified election, but they'd only be able to pull it off once. And now they're in that situation where just as evidenced by the fact that they can't fortify their polls enough to make Trump lose, they're not going to be able to fortify the elections enough. Plus the fact that all of the real uh, law-abiding states in the United States have passed laws to make sure that such fortification no longer can happen so that cheating cannot occur to the extent that it did the last time. So they're in deep crap right now. They are up crap creek without a paddle. And... They're worried. They're really worried. So what typically they do, and, and this, this, this is for not just Democrats, mind you. This is for the D.C. Uh, cartel, Democrats and Republicans, the Uniparty, as some people are calling it, the deep state. 
uh, and this is used by globalists uh, as well. There, there has to be a constant state of crisis so that people will tolerate the slow but steady erosion of their personal individual liberties. And you see, because if there was ever actual full-on peace and prosperity, there would be no call for the government to be trying to take away personal liberties. No, they only try to person, uh, try to take away personal individual liberties when they can justify it via a crisis. So there must always be some kind of crisis. Uh, during the Bush administration, the global war on terror, and uh, the Bush administration, the Obama administration, the global war on terror satisfied that. Then, uh, uh, as the global war on terror was winding down, because we were running out of terrorists to kill, they started spinning up COVID. COVID was going to be the next thing, and Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the person that was going to usher that in. But Hillary lost, and Trump won. Now, they still managed to slip it in there, but it did not have near the impact that it could have potentially had. So, you've got this situation where politically the Democrats are in serious trouble. They need a crisis. So, they tried. COVID 2.0. And, no, sorry, you pulled that on us once. Only absolute morons are falling for that again. So we're not buying into it this time. The vast majority of people are not buying into this again. And it doesn't matter. You you can go ahead and you can try to pass your lockdowns and stuff like that. But one of the things that they have realized is that were they to try to do that again through their governors and so forth, that they would get absolutely destroyed politically. They would get totally destroyed. That would pretty much be the end of the Democrat Party, period. So they can't pull that off. Um, and let's see. So COVID 2.0 isn't going to work. Um, global crisis has never worked since its inception. They've been trying it from a modern standpoint, they've been trying it since the 70s. And I can attest to this because I am one of the people who was alive, who remembers the magazine cover talking about the the coming ice age. And I remember being in school, in, in, in elementary school, and my teachers were talking about how there was a, a, another ice age coming. They were telling us this. It was in the news. It was in the magazines. The, the global cooling was the thing. And then that wasn't borne out by any real science. Uh, so then it was for a while, it was like acid rain and, and stuff like that. And then we went to global warming and the science didn't bear that out. And so what they did was, well, we'll just have climate change which is people complaining about the weather. 
And there's still no science backing that either, by the way. I've said this multiple times. I have put out challenge after challenge after challenge and have yet for anybody to produce one, not even one single peer-reviewed scientific study based on raw data that can prove that climate whatever is is man-made and even exists. Not one. All of the studies that they use and that they reference are all computer models. And guess what, folks? Computers will tell you what you want them to tell you. All you have to do is know how to tell them to tell you. All right? And, by the way, quite frankly, scientists will tell you whatever you pay them to tell you. That's a fact, too. At any rate, so COVID 2.0 ain't going to work. Climate whatever is not going to work. You need a war. You need a war. So how are you going to get a war? I mean, oh, Ukraine. We got Ukraine. Except for the fact that uh, that particular goat has been milked way, way, way beyond uh, its usefulness. Uh, folks, again, are waking up to the fact that uh, what is happening in Ukraine has absolutely nothing, zero, zip nada, to do with uh, American national security. And they're starting to realize that it doesn't even have anything to do with European security. No, people are actually starting to realize that, well... What it has to do with is Putin did not want NATO on the borders of Russia, and rightfully so. And they're also beginning to realize that the trillions and trillions and trillions of our dollars that are being sent over there are not being used properly. And the vast majority of that money is actually being used to enrich oligarchs over there, not the least of whom is Vladimir Zelensky himself. And people are also figuring out that a lot of that money is getting laundered and sent back into the pockets of the very politicians who are voting to send it over there in the first place, and people are starting to figure out that this is just one big scam so that all of the major donors in the military-industrial complex are making money off of war. Because, like I said before, the global war on terror has wound down, and they're not making quite the money that they were making before, so they need a war. And so in order to create a war so that their buddies can make lots of money by making weapons, they had to start something somewhere. Might as well be in the single most corrupt country in all of Eastern Europe. And no, I am not exaggerating. That is 100% true. And I say this with all the love in my heart to my friends who are Ukrainian. But it's a fact Add to that, apparently, the fact that we also had 
chemical weapons, or not chemical weapons, but biological weapons uh, labs in Ukraine, the likes of which were similar to the Wuhan lab that we also ran in China. And we didn't want that, uh, that stuff falling into the hands of the Russians. So all of these things, there was reasons why we were in Ukraine. But now, again, people are waking up to the fact that Ukraine is a scam and that the only people who are, who are actually getting anything out of Ukraine are the politicians and the weapons makers and the Ukrainian oligarchs. It's sure as hell is not the Ukrainian people who are dying by the thousands every day since this damn thing began. And people are, again, starting to realize this. So we can't use the Ukraine war. You know, the Ukraine war is starting to, to, to get old. So what are we going to do? Got to start another war. Where are we going to start another war? Well, we always had luck with the Muslims. Well, the Muslims, uh, they're going to need help. They needed help the last time. They're going to need help again. How are we going to help them? Well, first, what we're going to do is we're going to try to make sure that some of the weapons that we're sending to Ukraine get sold to the Muslims. Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah, whoever. We're going we're gonna to get some, and, and we'll make some extra money that way too. We'll make a little extra money. The next thing we're going to do is we are going to pull a tried and true uh, strategy of Obama. As Obama had, has done this more than once, actually. We are going to initiate a massive retreat and just uh, abandon a bunch of military hardware in a Muslim country so that they can have it for free. See, Obama most famously did this with the Houthi rebels in Yemen, but he's also done it with Iran as well. And so that's what happened. And this is one of the reasons why I think that Obama is one of the major string pullers, because that is exactly what happened in Afghanistan. We pulled this massive troop withdrawal, killing Americans, leaving Americans stranded. We managed to import quite a few unvetted possible terrorists into the United States. Didn't have a problem with that. We couldn't get American citizens out, but doggone it, we'll get some potential terrorists in the United States because we need that. We need them here in the United States. But at the same time, we're going to leave $7 billion worth of United States prime grade A military equipment to the Taliban. Hell, we might even go ahead and send them some PDFs to make sure that they know how to use this stuff. But it don't stop there, folks. It don't stop there. Now, we're going to pull another Obama, and we are going to make sure that the number one terrorist organization on the planet, the state of Iran, has 
a massive infusion of cash. If you will recall, Obama pulled the exact same play for the exact same excuse. Oh, there are Americans being held over there, so we're going to pay trillions of dollars in cash on pallets to a terrorist regime. Well, we did it again. And there are some out there that are saying, oh, well, uh, they can only use it for, like, Band-Aids, and, and they can only use it for, like, food, and and um, for, like, they can get sandwiches and stuff, but they can't use it for weapons. Uh, we've made sure of that. And because we in the United States do not have actual journalists anymore in the worm-tongue media, nobody actually asks questions like, um, how do we know that they're not going to use that money for terrorism? Or what mechanism do we have in place to ensure that they do not? Or who is going to be giving them the money such that we can be sure that they are not using it for terrorism? Nobody asked any of those questions because they already knew that there were no sufficient answer to those questions. They were told by the state, by the syndicate, by the cartel, not to ask those questions. As a result... Those questions were never asked and they were never answered because the fact of the matter is, folks, that the Iranians got that money, $6 billion, free and clear, and in an interview just recently, as a matter of fact, one of the Ayatollahs was interviewed by a Western uh, journalist, and it was on TV. I don't know what uh, what show it was, 60 Minutes, 2020, whatever. I don't know. It was one of those shows, one of those nightly news magazine type things. And he was asked, uh, we've been told that this can only be used for medical and food and uh, humanitarian aid. And the Ayatollah said flat out that it will be used for whatever we feel are the best needs of the Iranian people and the government of Iran will decide what is in the best interests of the Iranian people. And then just recently also Anthony Blinken, while being interviewed, said, well, yeah, they have a long history of using their money to sponsor terrorism. So, yeah, there's a possibility that they're going to use this for terrorism, but they've always used it for terrorism, so that doesn't change anything. No, what it does change, folks, is that since Obama, maybe even, no, I'm, I'll go back, since Bush, maybe before that, since Clinton, maybe before that, since the first Bush regime, We've been funding these a-holes. 
in some form or another. We have been funding them. We have been supplying them. We have been helping them. Our, I should say, we, not we, our government, our so-called government, the federal cartel, the uniparty, the system, the deep state, have been helping our enemies in order to foment war that makes money and crisis, which helps them politically. And this is no different. Now, how did I come up with the thing about the, uh, the equipment, the, uh, the military equipment from Afghanistan and uh, Ukraine? Well, I was on Twitter Twitter is where I do a lot of my uh, uh, open source intelligence gathering. And I came across some pictures posted by a guy who was asking a very, very good question. You see, there were a bunch of Palestinians celebrating the uh, kidnapping and rape and murders of uh, Israeli women and children and, and elderly and so forth. And they're celebrating this in the streets and they're raising their rifles in the air and shooting their guns in the air and stuff like that. Now, that's not unusual. What was unusual is the guns that they had. You see, they weren't AK-47s. Typically, AK-47 is the ubiquitous weapon that you find in that part of the world, especially being carried by Islamic terrorists. And for good reason, because it's a, an absolutely phenomenal weapon. My only problem, only problem with the AK-47 is that it has such a short sight radius. Other than that, it is a phenomenal weapon, and I personally think that it is far superior to the M16, M4, AR-15 platform. I would put an AK-47 or an AK of any kind up against uh, an AR-15 of any kind any day of the week and twice on Sunday. That's just my, my thing. However, in this particular picture, the rifles that they were carrying and pointing up in the air and shooting. They weren't AK-47s, folks. They were U.S.-made, government-issue M4s. And man, oh man, did a red flag go up in my head. And I was like, how did they get that? Why are they carrying M4s? Who gave them m 4 Yeah. Biden did. Biden gave them M4s. Biden gave the Taliban M4s, along with tanks and Humvees and helicopters and six, no, I'm sorry, seven billion dollars worth of equipment, missiles, all kinds of artillery, mortars and just just all, all kinds of good stuff. And now that stuff is showing up in the hands of these Palestinian savages. Now, I'm sorry, 
I'm sorry, Arab savages. Uh, these Hamas scumbags, and it's being used, these weapons, our weapons, weapons that we abandoned, that, that Biden abandoned in Afghanistan, are being used to kill Israelis. And that's unacceptable. Folks, that's treason. Ladies and gentlemen, all of this, everything that I have described that, that is being done, not just by the Democrats, mind you. I'm still, I want to be very clear on the subject. There are Republicans, a lot of Republicans, I would say the majority of Republicans in Washington, D.C., who are right along with this. They are right along with this. They are making their money this way, and they're perfectly okay with it. This is treason. This is treason, ladies and gentlemen. There has to be a reckoning. There must be a reckoning. This has gone beyond, let's vote them out. People are dying by the thousands all over the world because of these a-holes. These a-holes that are supposed to be following the Constitution of the United States and making sure that the liberties of we, the people, are protected. They're not doing that. And they haven't been doing it for a long time. No, what they are doing is they are looking out for themselves and they are getting rich off of we, the people, and off of the blood of the Ukrainians, of the Israelis, of the Arabs, of the Muslims. These guys are drowning in blood. This is stuff that should we get on the very, very, very off chance that this country actually manages to stay together after the 2024 elections, if we even have 2024 elections, on the very off chance that we get real leadership in government, on the very, very off chance that that leadership is actually able to clear out the federal bureaucracy and bring in people who are truly interested in justice. All of these folks, all of these establishment, deep state cartel scumbags must be investigated. And I'm not saying just, you know, pick people and start investigating them because that's what Democrats do. No, no. You start looking at the obvious crime and you start pulling threads. And if the threads lead to somebody, that's the somebody you go after. And if that thread leads to somebody, then you go after that person. You see, the Democrats, the Marxists, the globalists, the, the Nazis, the fascists, whatever you want to call them, because they're all the same garbage, the way that they do it is they investigate a person looking for a crime. That's what they're doing with Trump. That's what they've been doing with Trump. That's what they're also doing with other people now, too. 
But what we're supposed to do in the United States is we're supposed to investigate a crime to find the person. And that is what I am suggesting. I say that we have definite, 100%, no-question crimes that have been committed here. There is no excuse. Let me say this again. There is zero excuse, no excuse for U.S. military equipment to be abandoned and left for terrorists to get a hold of. Zero excuse. That is a crime. There is zero excuse for giving billions or trillions of dollars to the number one state sponsor of terror. Zero. That is treason, ladies and gentlemen. Zero excuse. These are crimes that must be investigated. And whoever is responsible for those crimes must be prosecuted and must be brought to justice. So there you go. That's why we're having these attacks on Israel right now. That's why Hamas is attacking, is because they were paid to. They were paid to. They were financed by and supplied by the federal cartel in the United States. The D.C. Syndicate. That's why this is going on. And I'll bet you dollars to donuts that Bibi Netanyahu is more than aware that this is a fact. Hell, Israel has had to deal with a with a a, a, a taciturn United States for a long time. All of this having been said. For my Christian brothers and sisters out there, I want you to be praying. Praying first and foremost for the lives of everybody over there involved in this. Everybody over there involved in Ukraine. All of these wars that these criminals have been starting, supplying, financing, and exacerbating... I want you to pray for the true victims of these wars. At the same time, we need to be praying and asking God for justice and asking that God would deliver true, good, Christian government to the United States so that we might worship him in peace. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. If you like what you heard, hit the like and subscribe button down below. You can get my videos on bitshoot.com, odyssey.com, odyse.com, and rumble.com. And my podcast is available anywhere you can get podcasts except for Apple because I will not fill out their paperwork. Ah, <sighs> I'm going to be on this for a while. This, this, and uh, I want to get into the synod that the uh, 
Marxist humanist pope is going to be calling um, because there's a lot to go into there. But I want to stick right now with the situation in Israel. So my next uh, uh, my next episode is going to be about that. Um, I have a TikTok channel, but TikTok has recently seen fit to uh, censor me very heavily. So uh, this kind of stuff will not be appearing on TikTok. Uh, I'll, uh, might put out my, like my, uh, uh, pop culture stuff. I'll, I'll, you know, probably throw that out there on TikTok, but, uh, I've already recorded and made it known to, uh, my followers on TikTok. Um, and I, of which I have, I believe over 3000 now. Thank you to all of you, by the way. Uh, and, and some of them are not bots. Um, but anyway, I've made it known to them that if they want my more hardcore stuff, they're going to have to go to BitChute, uh, Odyssey, or Rumble, or my uh, podcast. Anyway, once again, thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you all later.